and the thing about being wounded and being broken it brokenness has a narrative of its own that it feeds you right so that you stay there and hi there Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode on the Set Apart Life podcast. I am so excited to welcome today's guest, and I hope that you are encouraged and stirred by their testimony. Be blessed. Hello, Zanele. Hi, Alison. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Listen, thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. Without wasting any time, for those who don't know you, who is Z? Who is Z? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> um, I'm Zanele Paloi, um, born in Limpopo, um, in Guiani, but raised in Soweto. I am a child of God. <laughs> um, I'm currently a second year student in social work yeah and i'm a lover of people a lover of jesus that's me come on, come on. <laughs> we love we love 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 that um yeah so without you know making you know us nervous please share your testimony with us z um for those who don't know you or part of yeah your testimony, will you share um your journey with us yeah um yeah so today I just felt like sharing a part of my story that I probably haven't shared properly with anyone um but God has been healing me um in this area specifically and this is the area where I was wounded by words and Mm -hmm. I know that in today's day and age um people can be so careless with words but um I remember specifically I think I was probably in grade two or three and I just came back home um and we were in the living room and my mother and sister they gave me this nickname they started calling me fats right because I was very chubby then um and I remember immediately saying, no, that's not my name. Um, and they laughed and they continued to call me that. And I remember how in that moment, a couple of things happened. That one, I learned to never speak up. I think that was the moment the enemy came in and he silenced me. Um, and I learned to be quiet. I learned to not speak up. Right. Um, And secondly, what it did was um, I was bound. Words became, you know, when it says in in the word um, death in life and the power of the tongue, um, in that moment, words were like death in my situation. Um, And I just remember from that moment going on how I completely changed from this young child who was very talkative and and bubbly and could like voice out um, how she was feeling to becoming this very quiet and reserved child um, 
who was afraid to speak up and to just be themselves. Um, and it really affected me, I think up to about two or three years back when God was like, <laughs> this is an area where I've been wounded and, it, and I need to be healed from it. Um, and it wasn't easy because I had to go back and acknowledge that certain words were binding, certain words were, they broke me and they wounded me and they changed who I am. Um, they kind of robbed me of the identity that God has for me. And so being able to be like, okay, God, <laughs> I'll say yes. And, and I won't lie, saying yes to healing isn't very easy. I think for years I ran away from the idea that I had to heal from this area. Um, but there comes a time when you're just exhausted from running and you're exhausted and tired of being broken and wounded. And I eventually was like, you know what, God, I'm, I'm going to say yes. And I gave him my weakest yes. Um, but he literally, he took that yes. And, and like he did much of the heavy lifting. Um, it wasn't, and it's interesting because healing isn't just like way smooth. It has its ups and downs. Um, but one thing for sure is that now <laughs> the interesting thing is God has opened my mouth from the kid who was silenced to now this young girl who can speak because God has been healing me, right? Um, and, 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 and I think the interesting part is I never got an apology, right, from my mother or my sister. Um, but I was able to heal even without an apology. And I think sometimes some of us are like, I'm not going to heal until I get an, an apology. Or I'm not going to say yes to this journey of healing until I see that they're actually sorry for what they did. But sometimes it never happens, right? Like no one is sorry for what they did or they don't show it. Um, but I had to go into that journey of healing without ever getting an apology. And it's interesting that my relationship with my mother and sister now is, is restored. <laughs> but there was never an apology. But... Um, they are able to hear me now and they're able to listen when I say, actually, this hurts or these words are, are hurtful or painful and they're able to listen without silencing me. And that's where I see that God wasn't just healing me. He was also wanting to restore my relationship with my mother and my sister so that the cycle doesn't continue. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so that has been part of a bit of my story, my, my healing journey. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, and that cannot be easy. I mean, you did say that, you know, as a kid, when people speak words into your life, it kind of stays with you, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes so hard to outgrow those patterns. 
But yeah. I, 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 you know, I've found also in my journey that um, thinking back of words of that people have said, how they have played a part in shaping who you are. But as you mm. come into relation with Christ, how that begins to change, you know, um, because now you see yourself, the more you, you read God's word, um, we become like him, not in the physical, yeah. but in the spiritual, um, how that transforms you, because it's not easy to forgive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because also there's some challenges and I'm sure you've, you've, you've faced, um, you know, some challenges in that area mm. of having to forgive. How did you navigate that space of having to forgive, you know? Mm. Um, it's interesting because I remember calling one of my friends and I was like, I'm struggling with forgiveness and forgiveness is such a huge thing because it really like hinders you and like really makes you feel stuck. Um, and I remember God reminding me that he has forgiven me and that he forgave me way before I was even qualified to be forgiven. Like there was nothing in me that I did that qualified me to be forgiven, right? His word says, um, I have been forgiven. And that's all because of what Jesus has done. And so this idea, actually pride that I was waiting to qualify people for whether I can forgive them or not. And I had to, and it's hard, especially when you've been hurt and done wrong, um, because you feel justified, right? You feel justified in your pain, in your anger, in your unforgiveness. Um, but I had to stop qualifying people for whether they deserved to be forgiven or not. And I had to take the free um, forgiveness that God gives me and allow it to be given to those who have wronged me and it's it's really a process you have to do with God because he has to humble you it takes humility it takes surrender on your side to decide I'm gonna forgive you especially when there's no apology that one is <laughs> the hardest especially when the person is not sorry for what they did or mm -hmm they don't acknowledge um, how they've pained you and wronged you, that it's when it's even harder to extend forgiveness. But I always go back and think about our relationship with God that way before I could even say, God, I'm sorry for my sins. Forgiveness was already there on the table for me to receive. You know, how crazy is that? So, um, for me, it, it has to take, it took me a lot of humility and surrender and really leaning on the Holy Spirit to help me. And I think we can't do forgiveness. We can't extend forgiveness without God helping us. Um, sometimes it's hard. Some, some offenses are hard to forgive, um, but God helps you, right? The flesh is not willing, but the spirit of God is always willing because forgiveness is who God is. So that's how I've been able to like face those moments where forgiveness has been hard. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
what a journey, hey? Um, yeah, and and that's um, and that's and that's truly what she said is that it's not easy, and mm. you know sometimes we expect we wait upon people's forgiveness, and sometimes that actually binds us, you know, keeps us bound in um, yeah. progressing in years of our life because we are waiting for that moment for that person who wronged us to come and apologize, and we mm. don't actually realize that the bitterness that builds up spills into the other aspects of our lives because now yeah. we are we are waiting for them to apologize not realizing mm. that you know we are actually now have that anger that we're carrying around that as soon as you're waiting for someone to wrong you if i can say that mm. um, you expect people to do you wrong you expect people to mm. walk over you you know that when yeah. people come into your life with pure intentions you you kind of are waiting for them to step out some way you know um mm. And, you know, that's something that does happen. It's it's that psychological thing of you always now waiting for someone to wrong you because people who yeah. you trusted who were close to you did you wrong. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very hard space to be in because it also keeps you from experiencing true freedom in, you know, areas of your life. And really sometimes you end up scaring off people who really want to be um, your people um, because mm. people who are your people wronged you you know yeah 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 so I can really understand that that's kind of a difficult you know place and you know season to be in but also now once you found healing how has that impacted your life you know sometimes you as I said you are bound to certain things and once Mm. you healed it changes the way you do life how has your life changed since you have healed you know Mm. Mm. the interesting thing about healing is that it opens your eyes to things that you allowed into your life only because you are wounded and what I mean by that is there are certain relationships I allowed because I was broken and they and those relationships benefited from me being broken and the minute I was healing and going on this healing journey it disrupted the whole relationship um because now I wasn't the person you could benefit from right I wasn't the person you now knew um and so that that point of having to let go of certain things because they were only there for your brokenness but now they can't stay because now you're here you're healing that letting go was hard for me, especially because I get attached very easily, right? Mm-hmm. And and so healing for me has has come with a lot of loss, but I don't want to say loss because I think it's, it's things that were never meant to be there. But it has come with a lot of stuff like making room for what was supposed to be there. Um, and I think now I am becoming more of who God has called me to be, stepping into what he has called me to because I'm healing. I'm able to, to show up in my most authentic self because God has been healing me. And I think had I not said yes to the journey of healing, my life would definitely would have looked completely different to what it looks now 
I wouldn't have been able to step into what God has called and purposed for me. And I wouldn't have believed the call that he has in my life, right? I wouldn't have the friendships that he has for me, right? The God-ordained friendships. I would have been still stuck on, on, on the unhealthy relationships that I had that were like a crutch to me. Like we were a crutch to each other and we were able to stay in the friendship because we were both broken and none of us was willing to say, <laughs> this is messy. But the minute one person starts to heal, it changes the dynamics. But God was able to allow me to see, once I started healing, to see the actual people that were meant to be in my life, the places I was supposed to be, conversations I was supposed to have, and not continue on this unhealthy and broken path. So the journey of healing is truly enlightening. It, it's like opening your eyes. And because your eyes have been opened, you cannot see and live the world the same. Because now you have been enlightened. Like now you can see properly and your decisions change, your habits change, your entire life changes because now you can see. Um, but before that, your vision was tainted and it, it reflected in everything, even in your life, in friendships and conversations and your thinking that how, that's how it was. So, yeah. Sure. That is, I love how you say everything just changes, how you see life, you know, changes. It's almost like your eyes have been opened to a new way of mm. living, you know? Mm. Mm. And that's such a, a profound place to be in is to see yourself the way Christ sees you. Because I'm sure um, you were kind of awakened to, hey, this is actually who I am, not what people yeah. said I was. Um, yeah. And how is that, you know, stepping into who God has called you to be? How has that season, you know, been? I think at first it was hard because I was so broken for years, right? And the thing about being wounded and being broken, it brokenness has a narrative of its own that it feeds you, right? So that you stay there. And that narrative for me was that um, I wasn't enough and I'm not, I'm not good enough to speak. That, that was the narrative was telling me. And when God was now like, no, <laughs> I have given you a mouth to speak, right? I have called you to be this person. It was hard to embrace because now I was like, I, I had to let go of this broken narrative that I had believed for so long and step into what God was saying, the truth of who I am. And I constantly had to remind myself that what God says is true, that his word is true, regardless of what my narrative and story and experiences were telling me, that his word is true, right? And so stepping into who he has called me to be wasn't easy, only because there was a lot of old habits I had to let go of. But on the other side, it was also full of grace. It was like, 
ah, I was always meant to be this person. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. finally being able to breathe and finally feeling like I'm living in the life that God has called me to be. Um, and I think that's where he wants all of us to be, to live according to who he's called us to be, not according to what our pain and brokenness has told us or our stories and narratives have told us. But he wants us to be what who he says um, we should be. So that, that journey, it's been a daily surrender because I have to allow Holy Spirit to help me like Holy Spirit, help me to be who you call me to be today, right now, in every single moment. Yeah. Sure. What a yeah, Z. Um, is there a specific verse that has carried you in the season? A Bible um, verse. Yeah, I <laughs> I love this verse. Um, it's Isaiah forty verse eight. I think people know it, where it says, "The grass withers." The flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. And this for me, I love because when I think about flowers, I think about the beauty, right? I think about the glory that you get, the applause. And what God tells me is that that changes, right? The beauty, the praise, the glory of this earth it changes, right? It can fade, but his word stands forever. And this allows me to always believe that whatever word that God speaks to me, it is eternal, right? It says it endures. And so don't be too familiar with the word of God that is spoken over you um, with his word, his Bible. And so for me, that has been my my anchor. And, and it's interesting that words, which were like an area of wounding and binding have now become an anchor because now I'm listening to the words of God, not the words of people over me. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. Listening to the words of God and not that of people. I love that. I love that. And I think we need more of that. People who are listening to who God has said they are and, you know, mm-hmm. instead of what the world tells them who yeah. they should be. And if I had to, you know, ask you, someone who's listening to this podcast, Z, who's, you know, faced something similar to you, has been wounded by words in the past, is struggling to forgive, struggling to heal, um, and that may be hindering them to actually come to Christ. How would you encourage them to actually, you know, um, to take the step and, you know, um, to come into Christ and to also start on this journey of healing, you know? Mm. Um. I think the first thing I would say is that God cares. And I think sometimes we think that we care more than God does about our situations, which is untrue. Um, God genuinely and deeply cares for the words that have been spoken over you, that have wounded you, that have kept you bound, that have changed you, that have affected your thoughts, your emotions, your relationships, and your everyday life. He cares to such an extent that he wants to heal you. And if you would just allow him, because he's not going to force it on you. That's the thing about God. He's never going to force it. And when you feel like you're ready to say yes, even if it's not your strongest yes, he will take you on that journey 
but he doesn't just want to heal you of just wounds. He wants to do your everyday life with you. He wants to be your Lord, your Savior, right? So don't just accept him for what he can do, which is heal you, but accept him for the fact that he wants to be your everyday partner and walk this journey with you, that you can literally do life with him, your day-to-day life with him. He wants to do that. So that would be my encouragement to anyone listening is that he wants to do more than just heal you. He wants to literally live life with you. And I think that's the best thing you can do for your life. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that, that he wants to live everyday life with you. Um, yeah. To live in him, you know, in him yeah. and live with our being. Acts 17 yeah. verse 28. And I think that's, you know, the core um, of, of who we are. I feel like, you know, as we journey, we need to journey in him. No, yeah, we need in him. That's where we are safe. We are safest. We are the safest when we are in him. You know, yeah. um, I love that. I really love that. Um, see, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably and so openly, and you know, for really just you know opening up about healing. Healing is not something that is spoken about a lot in people's testimonies. Yeah. I think it's a it's a part that people do overlook because of the pain it can bring up. You know, of the emotions. Mm. But there's so much freedom in that, you know, sharing that part of a testimony because, you know, yeah. um, I believe that we as believers, we, indeed, we have the key. Your testimony is a key to help someone else yeah. unlock a prison door. And the more yeah. of our testimony we share, the more prison doors we can unlock. Um, so thank you so much for unlocking someone's prison door who is bound in a cage of unforgiveness, you know, um, mm-hmm. for putting a key in the hand. It's going to be up to them if they want to use that key, you know, to unlock the gate. So thank yeah. you so much for being willing to step into that, into that space and really just, you know, be a vessel to be faithful as well. Because, I mean, you could have sat to this testimony and not shared, mm-hmm. but I believe that someone is going to be set free in um, mm-hmm. you having your testimony. Um, so yeah. I just want to thank you for, for availing yourself and being so vulnerable. May God bless you. May he keep you. Um, yeah. Have a blessed day. Keep well, my love. Thank you. I... Hi there. Thank you for staying to the end of this episode. I trust that that testimony has encouraged and blessed you. If you are someone who's listening to this episode and has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, or you have in the past but would like to recommit your life, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you would like to make that decision today, please say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Today, I come to the cross and receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. From this day forward, I will serve him with all of my heart, soul, and body. From this moment forward, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Amen. Congratulations on making the best decision that you have ever made. Please click the link in the show notes, which will take you to the Bible Project, which will provide you with free resources on how to grow your relationship in Christ. Be blessed.